Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are your agents, so contact us to have us help plan your dream family vacation today. Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. I'm Ron, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Rachel and Laurel. Hey, guys. Yo-ho, yo-ho, pirate's life for me. Today, we're going to take a stroll around Disney Springs, and we're each going to give our five favorite venues. Now, these could be table service, quick service, entertainment, uh, shopping, could be any of the things there. Uh, For those who don't know, Disney Springs is Disney's shopping and dining entertainment complex. Uh, It's located on kind of like the southeast corner of property. Uh, Plenty of parking if you're coming from off property, three great garages. You can access it by uh, boat from Port Orleans, Old Key West, or Saratoga, or you could take a bus from any of the other resorts. Usually can't get there directly from a theme park. Um, the parking is free if you do drive. I was just going to say, they also have valet parking if you so if you, choose. If you are there on a busy night, I think that 20 bucks for valet parking might be some of the best money you're going to spend that evening. Uh, we've done it before just because we didn't want to wait in the lines for the parking. Now, there's always going to be enough parking. They have three huge garages and some surface lots. But if you're not in the two main lime or orange garage, could be a little bit of a hike back to your garage or your parking spot. Uh, anyway, so there are over 90 re- uh, over ninety shops and over 60 restaurants throughout Disney Springs. So we had a lot to pick from. A lot of them are just going to be your standard mall shops like anything but water or coach or like any kind of outlet mall or Anything from outlet mall to fancy mall stores. Right, like luxury stores. Yeah. There's a Sephora. There's a Mac. There's all these kinds of things you're going to find at a lot of places. And a lot of stuff that's unique to Disney or chains you're not going to find everywhere. Uh, But we're going to go through our top five places to eat, shop, uh, whatever. We're probably going to talk about way more than that. But let's start with with Rachel. What is your number one place you like to hit when you go to Disney Springs? Oh, my gosh. I I guess I would say I, I'm going to start with I'm going to say my number one place for shopping is probably Basin. Um, Basin is a it's basically a a soap and um, and luxury style bathroom product store. And what I love about Basin is that it's not your typical type of it's not your typical luxury soap store. It is been, it's basically been elevated to Disney level by the fact that they sell a lot of products that actually have Disney flair embedded into the products. So their bar soaps have little Mickey's in, in invested into the actual designs um, a lot of the names of their products also have Disney names or, or subject matter that kind of goes along with mm-hmm. Disney. So there's really a lot in that store that feels very Disney-fied, even though it is absolutely not a, a Disney-owned brand. 
Um, and so I, I appreciate and value that store a lot. And I stop there. It's probably one of my first go-to places that I stop at any, every time I'm at Disney Springs and I go to a Florida trip, oh, okay. I have to pick up my, got to get my soaps. I have uh, to get, we, I can't remember the last time we went to Disney and didn't bring home a bag of basins. <laughs> uh, we literally just gave our daughter a bath with one of the frozen themed soaps tonight. Yeah. We, we all, that's pretty much like our number one theme brand soap. Well, like Rachel was explaining, it definitely is a, a luxury kind of soap brand, but they use a lot of natural products and um, they're like cruel animal cruelty free and things like that. So it's definitely like a nicer brand. You're certainly going to spend a little bit more here than what you might at other kinds of, you know, soap related stores, but it's very like reminiscent to Lush if you're familiar yes. with that brand. Yes, um, exactly. And if you're very sensitive to the smells in a place like Lush or Bath and Body Works, this is also <laughs> going to trigger that. I can't spend a lot of time in the store because I get overwhelmed by all the smells. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, Andy and I can do a walkabout. <laughs> we, we usually take a basket and we do a walkabout. Andy picks out a handful of soaps, a handful of, you know, uh, bath bombs, maybe a chapstick. You know, we usually walk out with plenty of spa kid friendly things for Andy. No, some <laughs> sometimes they have a build your own kind of thing, right? Like you can make your own kind um, of. I think it's like you know, make your own like kit of different things you can put okay. together. But yeah, yeah, they have different things. You can also make your own uh, jars of like sea like That's scrubs and things. You're talking yeah, about well, the sugar. I, I was just about to say my newest like craze right now is body scrubs these like sugar and salt scrubs mm -hmm. so i have a feeling i'm probably gonna be getting a little less bar soap because i'm probably gonna want to get one or two body scrubs i mean I i'm looking at their website right now and they have a mickey mouse body scrub and an olaf body scrub and a disney princess body scrub i mean how do you so, like, of course you have you to have it <laughs> and, and and I mean it's like I I my one of the things that I absolutely love about Basin is taking those items home so that then I can go and use them and be reminded uh, about how much I miss being down at Disney World. So it it is a, it's a joy in the fact that it's like the gift that keeps on giving. The reason why we buy things and buy merchandise is so that we can remember our experiences and and our trips, right? So. I just absolutely love soap as being something that, <laughs> that I have as my memory. And the fact that when I'm in the shower, like I, I get to look at the fun characters that, that to me is just like the epitome, the epitome of Disney class, you know? <laughs> so, so yes, probably going to be walking away with a sugar scrub on this next trip. Speaking of class, it's not the only location on Disney property because I believe true. they have the Basin White at Grand Floridian is still around. That is true. And I have almost every single time I have been there, I also walk out with some products. But this is the bigger store. You're going to have yeah. a lot more options here. Yes. Uh, Laurel, go ahead with your number one then. Uh, Well, I'm... I'm not going to, you know, I want to say this, all of my five that I've chosen are kind of like equally number one for me. So I'm just going to go with the first one on my list. Uh, that would be Emirates Patisserie. I personally really love French style bistro, you know, mealtime slash, you know, dessert experiences. Um, so, you know, for me, I really, it just like hits home. But what I love the most is their desserts. I realize, you know, they're not, 
you know, one of the cheaper, you know, standard dessert options uh, at the Springs. It is actually a little bit pricier. So you're definitely investing in, you know, your experience there. But what I just really love is just how unique it is. You know, I can go and get ice cream or, you know, like a bubble waffle or Dole Whip, like other places, right? But I cannot go anyplace else and get a Mickey-shaped dome cake, you know, or a gelée of some kind that has a, you know, character or, you know, is remnant or like is featuring the latest movie that's coming out. So there's definitely special experiences to be had at Amaretz. And and the food is always delicious. I don't find it to be super duper crowded all the time. It's pretty easy to get in and get the things that you're looking for. They also have some delicious sandwiches and things too, if you go there for lunch or for takeaways, but really I go there for the desserts. Come on. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean, I have tried one of their beverages before. I think they do like the frozen wines as well. That's true. And their frozen wine slush. Uh, and it was fine. Uh, it, it, it was good, but it wasn't, uh, it, it didn't feel like an expensive wine. Rachel. So <laughs> just going to say it. Um, it was definitely not the best thing I, I've ever had at Disney Springs for for a beverage, but it was definitely delightful if I was if I was very hot. But um, that particular uh, little little shop, I guess you could call it like restaurant shop because they do sell sandwiches and stuff too, um, is very delightful and it is freezing cold in there. So it, even if you just need a blast of really great AC, that's a good location to go to. But everything in there is absolutely delicious. It, it is, you know, you know, you are paying a little bit more for the products there, but you know that what you're getting is very high quality too. Right. Um, the servings are not humongous unless you are buying the, that large dome cake, but or it's larger cakes. Well, yeah. And one of the large cakes is usually around like 60 bucks, I think. Yeah. They or also, or at do, least a theme one. Yeah. They also do different kinds of um, entertainment related offerings. <laughs> um, they have, um, sometimes they have different kinds of classes or different kinds of like exhibitions where people can participate in cake decorating or like, different kinds of experiences. Uh, and you can also observe them uh, decorating and preparing uh, some of the sweet baked confectionery while you're there shopping and picking out your items. Correct. And everything's handcrafted. I mean, this is like a traditional bakery. We're not talking about a, a place that's manufactured a bunch of, you know, cookies that have been saran wrapped, you know, this is, it's a very different, you know, kind of experience. So, you know, if you're really into that kind of, you know, luxury dessert experience, like this is definitely the place for you. Yeah. It kind of, it's funny because on our last trip, we also tried, uh, what was it? Ann McKenna's. Erin um, McKenna's does McKenna's. the vegan cupcakes, um, and they do well. They do vegan and gluten. Yeah, it's all vegan, gluten free. Mm -hmm. They used to be and, baby cakes before the Disney Springs transformation. They were over in the old McDonald's building. Yes. Um, now it's just Erin McKenna's NYC. Yeah. What What did you think of Erin McKenna's? I I actually was blown away at how delicious uh, the items were that that we picked up from there. And and that really surprised me because I feel like oftentimes it can be very challenging to find um, substitute style confectionery or sweet products, particularly if that is 
um, your personal diet choice. So I absolutely appreciated that that type of a venue uh, is now there at Disney Springs. Uh, in fact, I was so impressed with it that I even started to explore how do I order my own Aaron McKenna's and, you know, have it sent over to my friends who are vegan eaters. So, you know, like also I didn't realize there was an Aaron McKenna's in New York City. So, of course, yeah. I was like, well, the next time we're down in the city, <laughs> let's go look for Aaron McKenna's because I, I bet you that's probably where I can get her gluten-free challah. So, you know, that was one of the things that made me really excited about Disney Springs because of the fact that they're constantly bringing in uh, new businesses and Amaretts, in my opinion, I'm with you, Laurel, is probably one of the most elevated experiences you're going to get when it comes to baked good confectionery. So there you go. That's a, that's a great choice, Laurel. Wow. What about you? Uh, My number one, I think is a top restaurant in all of Disney Springs and that is the boathouse. Ooh. The boathouse is a large waterfront seafood focus, but not exclusively. You can get all right. The thing I like about boathouse is it's a menu that can have something for everybody. You could get a, I, you know, I think it's under twenty bucks still uh, sliders and fries, uh, and then you can get up to like you know sixty dollars steaks. There's something along that whole range. They have a raw bar. They do everything from brunch on weekends with live music. Uh, one of my friends, Rob, uh, Piano Rob, plays on uh, some of those brunches. They have uh, lunch, dinner. They have just a wide variety of... You can eat on the water. You can eat inside. You can eat in a boat. You can see amphibacars, you know, depart. Like, there's definitely a lot going on at this restaurant. Yeah, and as I said, it's a, like you've got... Uh, just all kinds of options, uh, seafood, steak, what, anything in that range. Uh, and it's all good. And I think the price is fair for what you get. And if you, and there is something, no matter what you want to spend, I mean, we've done just going to get oysters and drinks and it's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love, it's one of the few places you could just have a raw bar on property. Yeah. Definite, definite good choice. And it is a fan favorite for many. And yes. the size of the restaurant makes it easier to get a reservation a lot of the time as well, that it sits 600 people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not always on the Disney app. Uh, uh, one of the hints for this place is to check uh, this and a lot of the third party restaurants are also on open table. They reserve some of their seating for open table inventory and some of their seating for the Disney inventory. So if you're having a hard time finding this place or a few of the others, go ahead and check the open table app. That's a, I think Springs and I think the Swan and Dolphin restaurants have that as well, but definitely Springs, like the, definitely the, the big ones that are owned by somebody other than Disney. Cause only very few of the restaurants are Disney owned and operated here, but Boathouse is not just my rank. I think it's a lot of people's number one restaurant at Springs just because of the quality and variety. I I think I've only eaten at the Boathouse maybe once. Um, but that one time that I ate there was uh, surprisingly very delightful and fun. I think the only thing that surprised me was how loud it was. Um, I think just because it is a very 
large restaurant. So, you know, pro and con, obviously more often than not, you'll be able to get some kind of a reservation, but it was very crowded. But what I also found really delightful was the maze of tables we had to somehow maneuver through to get to our table that was on like the little, the little dock Island out in the middle of the water. I remember it well. And and Um, I remember also anytime a boat passed by, it would cause our little dock Island to then basically like whoosh and then go up and down. So (laughs) I was like, it, it was almost like being on a boat, basically like eating dinner on a boat on a boat. And it just was interesting, but but nice and enjoyable. And it was also evening time, so like they had the lighting up and the you know, they had some music playing. It was very delightful. So it was a very delightful experience. But what surprised me was how loud the music was, even though we were outdoors. Well, the, and, the reason why it's loud. Rachel, when you're in the outdoor seating is because right next door is an outdoor entertainment venue. And in the evenings, especially during peak tourist season, which frankly is most of the year, they usually have some kind of live band playing. And there was like a rock band playing that evening. So yeah, like we could hear it because it the sound travels. But I, I I don't think the noise is def, like a negative factor in my opinion. Everything's noisy there's, at Disney. Yeah, Park. there's not a lot of quiet restaurants, like very like romantic-y kind of places. Very few of those here, I'd say. Yeah, maybe maybe no, and I, I, I didn't have a problem with the noise. It was just it was just surprising because I wasn't expecting it because of where we were located. Um, I see. But yes, but but I thought the food was enjoyable. I absolutely would love to go there for brunch someday because obviously I, I you know it's it's a must. And they also have kind of exclusive beverages, I believe, for their brunch menu as well. Um, and obviously, raw bar. Like, there's just not that many places to go for seafood raw bar. Yeah. So always a delightful choice. Good choice, Ron. So Rachel, it, your turn next. What's your next? What's your next must-do? Uh, well, my next must-do is uh, actually another shopping location, which is surprisingly, I would say, Uniqlo. Uniqlo! So, yes, Uniqlo. So the thing about all of the shopping at Disney Springs is that while most of the stores, you might just think to yourself, oh, that's just, you know... Like the, you know, your basic like Lily Pulitzer store. It's just your basic coach store. I mean, while a lot of the brands are more luxury brands, what I am very intrigued by is most of the stores, not all of them, but most of them do play up on the the fact that many of the clientele are Disney goers. So they know what Disney goers want to shop for at their stores. So that's when you're going to see those really ex- ex- interesting items that are Disney specific items that go along with those brands, like your Disney coach bags or your, you know, your Disney coat, your Disney um, Willie Pulitzer dresses. So like there, there is a lot of that, that to go around at Disney Springs and Uniqlo is, is just like the rest of them. However, Uniqlo is extremely uh, economical. It's affordable <laughs> and economical. And I I just absolutely love the Disney merchandise that you can get 
at Uniqlo. Just something about their products just really speak to me. <laughs> well, they're, ha- they're very happy. Most, yeah. of, most of the Disney-related designs are usually, like, joyful, entertaining. Yes. Like, it's all about fun, you know. And, and they're yes. very practical. Um, yes. And, you know, and it's, like, the same. You know, don't get, like, it's, you know, like, they didn't invent the sweatshirt. But, you know, they obviously know what the cool Disney fans like. So clearly that's what they make. (laughs) It's great if you need to replace something like a sweatshirt or get some extra T-shirts and you don't want to spend a lot. Or if you don't want to have to go through the crowds at uh, World Disney, you know. You could get you can go get stuff here. uh, Not just the Disney stuff. They have their normal range of clothes. And I'll say, like, even when we had one at our local mall, it closed and moved out. I think there's still one in Boston, but we don't have one by uh, by our local mall right now. They didn't have any of the Disney yeah. stuff. They didn't have a lot of these prints. So you usually have I to know. find the Disney stuff online or you know, on Disney property. Like, In fact, I think, honestly, most of the time, the only place to get any of their Disney merch is at the Disney Springs location. Because I've tried looking for some of their stuff before in other Uniqlo stores and online, and it's not as easy to come by as you would think. But that, but that's why I always stop at the Uniqlo store because I know that not only is the clothing very affordable, but it's usually very good quality. And I'm usually going to find one or two items that are like, I, I must have it for my collection. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, going it, home with Rachel. Well, and, and of course they also sell kids clothing. Yes. So, their kids clothing is super cute. Like, in fact, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that me and my entire family have gone into that store and walked out with buying things for everybody. So like we, both me, my husband and the child, we have all gone in and picked things out and, 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 and it's not like, you know, you're, you're going gaga for Disney merch. It's just the fact that they really do have nice things. It's cute. <laughs> It's all, it's, cute. All, it's all very lu- like it, it it feels luxe but it doesn't feel like i i'm going to go broke and and that's one of the things i just love about uniqlo uh mm-hmm. they're just very unique unique uniqlo so there you go okay it's my turn <laughs> all right so the, the next thing on my list is going to be a classic world of disney this is the largest Disney store on Disney property. You're going to find pretty much everything and anything that you can ever imagine that is Disney merchandise at this store and then some. Um, the nice thing about this store, in my opinion, not just the size of it um, and not just the volume of available uh, you know, merchandise, but I actually like the sort of design and how they sort of separate things in certain sections Um, Like, I like to be able to know, okay, I can see that's the Marvel section. That's the princess section. That is the kids clothes section, you know? So it's actually very easy to sort of like, to me, I mean, everyone's different, but to like sort of look around and sort of, you know, know which sections I want to hone in on. Right. So they are also, they just redid the uh, interior design of this particular store. And I'm not going to talk about the actual design aesthetic, but what I'm going to talk about is the the fact that they changed like the walkway experience 
it used to be very tight in this store and you would be like walking like shoulder to shoulder against people. Lots it, of closed rooms where everything was yeah, separated. That's a good way to explain it. Yes. Yeah, so it was like, so it was kind of difficult to see one direction or the other, like what was ahead and what was behind. And so no, it's a much wider, more open space now. So it's much easier to see. And uh, the walkways are much larger now, so more people can easily, you know, walk to and from without kind of stepping all over each other, even during the high volume times of the year. Um, so, you know, definite must. I mean, it's the place I usually do the majority of my Disney merchandise shopping unless I see something that's just out of this world amazing at a park. So... That store brings, like, nostalgia for me, for sure. I mean, even though, obviously, they they have gone through a a decorative transformation uh, since, you know, the heyday of, like, the the, the late 90s. Um, But it it does definitely still bring me back as a child because that's the place that I went and bought this. That's the place where I went and... And, you know, got to go see these items. So it's like there's there's definitely something to say about that store and the memories it probably brings many people in our age group, at least, uh, from going there as a kid. Back when Disney Springs was uh, downtown. Island. D- downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downtown Disney and Pleasure Island. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the main store. You're going to find almost everything there somewhere else on property. That is true. But. Unless it's uh, like you're going to find almost everything here, unless it's specific to a store. Like the pins are going to be across the way most of it, but they'll still have some pins. Uh, you know, like Epcot specific merch, you're probably not going to find a lot. Haunted Mansion specific merch, you're not going to find. Like, you're going to find those at their specific stores, but you're kind of overall Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, all of it's going to be here. Yeah. Um, it's a really wide array of different options of what's available. Uh, Ron, you are up next. All right. My next one, I'm going to go to a uh, kind of counter service snack location and go with Everglaze Donuts over on the west side. Yes. A lot of people can miss this because it's kind of tucked in between the AMC Theater and the Splitsville. It used to be when I lived, it was a guitar store for the longest time was what was in that location. But they're expensive donuts. They're like six bucks a pop. And that's. That's a lot for a donut. Like, Voodoo is cheaper over at Universal City Walk. But I think uh, these are slightly these are, larger than they're, Voodoo. They're larger, I think. They are better. I don't know if they're twice as good for twice the price. But one of the things that draws me here is the coffee. Yeah. Their cold brews are amazingly good. I've had, I think I had like two or three of them on this last trip. The Reese's one was one I had. Uh, like a peanut butter chocolate cold brew. Excellent. Like if I'm on anywhere on this side of uh, Disney Springs, I'm not going to go to Joffrey's. I'm not going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to go here for coffee and I'm probably going to end up getting a donut while I'm at it. Uh, Is this the place where Andy just walked up to the counter and said, I'll have the purple donut. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it's a really good donut. It's a good dessert. I think it's like, if I like a, Amorettes, they're tasty, but they're flashy. They're flashy, and that's not me. 
It's true. Yeah. Now, one of the other interesting things about this um, uh, donut store is that they don't just do donuts, but they do like cereal milk. They do like donut burgers. Let's say it's the donut sandwiches, like the donut grilled cheese and the donut. I haven't had any of those yet. I don't know if I am brave enough. I've had a cronut burger before, so I guess this can't be all that different. I don't think it's going to be like a Boston cream with a beef patty in the middle of it. I think it's like your standard glaze. Yeah, and I think that could be fine. And I, you know, there's a, but there's so I, many I, other like savory options. I, I've heard, but I, I, I've heard amazing things about their cheeseburger, the donut cheeseburger mm-hmm. there. There apparently people really do rave about how they're like shocked at how good it is because it's not really the donuts that necessarily make it. It's the fact that the actual burger patty and the toppings for your, your burger really are very like high quality. Um, and that that's what people have talked about. They're like, I'm shocked. It's not just that it's a donut. The donuts are delicious because Everglades donuts really are spectacularly well-made. Um, but it's the fact that the actual burger tastes good too. So you know what they do? I watched them do some like cooking of these products, but they they slice the donut down the middle and then they flat top the inside of the donut. Mm. So the inside is all like toasty and then they put the burger and all the toppings. So then mm. it's like just like yeah, you would yeah. with an actual burger bun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's intriguing. Yeah, but see like I, I if I needed like a, a quick service item I, I could definitely consider going over, like walking over to Everglades and getting the the, the burger, the donut. And, you, that grilled cheese um, donut may have my name but, on it. And if you're there in the morning, it's a great breakfast. Like one of those donuts is enough to fill me up. Oh, yeah. And I'm a big guy. So it's enough for that. Like, uh, mean, so last time we were there, I, you know, um, my daughter and I, we went and got our donuts, got my coffee, and then we went on uh, the balloon, the aerophile. Yeah. Great little morning. From what I recall, I mean, I've had Voodoo Donut and I've had Everglaze, but from what I recall, Everglaze tasted better. Yes. <laughs> they are definitely like, better. They definitely taste better. Um, and they are definitely bigger and more filling, but... I mean, Voodoo Donut tastes good. Voodoo is good. But, Voodoo has a lot of variety. Yeah. And Voodoo is more about the flashiness, I'd say, on some of their items. I, You know, the last time we had Voodoo, I did have the uh, the Voodoo Doll Donut, and it was fine. But these are definitely flaky to me, or flakier, yeah, airier. Like, like yes, because they they have both yeast and cake donuts, so you get both types here if you want. Um, but I really think they are a better donut. All yeah. right, Rachel, your turn. What's next? All right, uh, so I'm moving away from the stores. I'm now moving in uh, to like to bars and food. Right, I would say my next place that is a must. A must-do would probably be Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Yes. Um, so, obviously, we Disney folk are very into themes, themed places, right? Uh, so, themed, you know, restaurants, themed stores. You got to have themed bars, too. So, I like to think that Jock Lindsay's is kind of like the um, Trader Sam's of of Disney Springs really. 
that is like their version of the extremely thematic style bar. And it has some kitschiness to it as well. You're just not dealing to the extremity of the kitsch that you would with Trader Sam's and the amount of, of, um, of activity, interactive experience. Yes. Interactive activity. But because there's so much to look at uh, in that, in, because there's so much to look at at Jock Lindsay's, you kind of are still in this mesmerized um, whirlpool of excitement because you're there, you know, enjoying your beverages and your and your bar food, but also just seeing all of the little uh, Easter eggs in this in this particular bar. So Jock Lindsay's, of course, is is supposed to be a a Indiana Jones themed style bar in the sense that you are basically at at Jock Lindsay's uh, place, right, yeah, where yeah. he has stored all of his collectibles. And what's so, so for those that don't know, Jock Lindsay was the pilot that we saw for about thirty seconds at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, but that's who they decide to base the bar off of, and it works. Yeah, it's perfect, right? And and what a perfect 30 seconds. Like the fact that they that somebody decided, man, that little bit in that movie, that's that should be a bar. The fact that somebody basically decided to do that to me is just ingenious. That is so um, imagineering. <laughs> and I'm very excited I'm so excited, guys, because we're gonna be there during the holidays. Now, Jock Lindsay's also turns their hangar bar into the holiday bar. Correct. So, so and we have never been there for that this time of year. So I know that I need to go in there uh, and and get a beverage of sorts. I don't know what we're going to have, like the holiday version of Reggie's yes. Revenge. Yes, I, I don't Reggie, know Reggie's Tinsel Revenge, <laughs> Santa's Revenge. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what we're how much time Laurel we're going to have to go in there. We're going to have to hand off the children over to 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 the men. And we're gonna have to go get some kind of a beverage. Uh, then you know, you know the it, men are gonna want to come. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna do this. We're gonna we'll get some it. giant pretzels for the kiddos. And the kids we'll are welcome. And there's some, but there's some definitely some bars I wouldn't take the kids in. Yeah. This isn't one I would be yeah. worried about. They're right on the water. Like it's gonna be. Yeah, we can take the as long as there's enough space, we can take the kids. That's in. my biggest problem with this bar. Is yeah, a lot of the times we have not been there as much as we like the place, just because. Sometimes it's really hard to get in because it's not the biggest bar. Yeah, there isn't very much standing room, if any at all. And they do have a good snack menu. Yes, they do. Their menu is delicious. I think it is a small menu, and it's all like small plates and appetizers, but every single thing there is delicious. We had three or four, and that was enough for a meal between the two of us. Mm Yes. It's definitely a great bar. Well, and exactly. And I think that's what's so unique about it is that it it really is a a themed, a very well-themed bar with very well-themed drinks, um, high-quality drinks. Um, but then you also have a very interesting uh, bar food because they, yeah. they it, it is a, you know, I know I've used this word quite a bit today, but it is a more elevated experience. But this is, I think, why Disney Springs is such a unique experience in a unique place because there's so many different options and they're all competing for your attention so of course everybody has to be at the same level yeah so you know that's that's why that particular bar for me is just a must do it's just such a great unique place i think like what's the cherry the cherry on top for this bar rest slash restaurant is that 
even the names of the items on the menu are themed too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the anything goes. Yes. Yes. Like, so like the bad dates. Exactly. I don't know if actually, they I don't know if they have that anymore. Bad dates anymore. They were delicious. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they have really gone above and beyond to drive the theme home. I, in so many ways, I really wish that they would have another themed bar at Disney. Yes. Not to say that yes. there aren't like, there's plenty of wonderful bars there already, but they're majority tied to a particular restaurant as opposed to like just being like a lounge bar kind of exciting little little hideaway space. So, and, you know, and, and again, it's so like deeply themed into something that is very Disney. So again, you know, many of these restaurants are not really like pure Disney theme. They're just, you know, their own theme, which is nice, but it, it would be nice to have another themed bar at the Springs. I agree. Um I think the next one's for me. So uh, I'm going to go with another store. Uh, I am going to pick the Disney Style Store. The Disney Style Store is one of the newer stores. And I will tell you, and it's not, it's not, it's not as huge, clearly, as, you know, um, World of Disney. But this store packs a real punch in terms of quality of the merchandise. I have every single time gone into this store on a trip, I have left with something. <laughs> um, it is, they just have the coolest, most unique Disney merchandise. And many of the things that are here are not at any of the other stores. So it is special. It is unique. You kind of have to go to the store to see all of these things together. Um, I mean, it, it, it's kind of challenging to describe what makes the things cool at the store, but I would say this, they they clearly have identified with my nostalgic 80s and 90s heart. Um, and I think that they really do tailor a lot of what their, you know, focus is on, you know, women's clothes. But they do have, you know, some men's clothes. Well, that This is why it didn't make my list. The I men's think. selection has really declined. Yeah, that's uh, They used to have like a whole wall. I wouldn't say even they say men. I would say more like unisex T-shirts. Yeah. But that's kind of been down to like three or four. And this has gone across property. I think the interestingness of a lot of their t-shirts has dwindled since the pandemic. It's a pendulum swing. Um, But yeah, the the things that they have at this particular store are always super duper rad. They're interesting. There's like, I wish I could like come up with the other words to describe awesome. But you know, like (laughs) that's just what this, this store is just so cool. And they're really tapping into that. I think what you're trying to say, Laurel, is that this store speaks your Disney love language. It's, it does. It definitely does. But I think also they, they, that the thing about that particular store is they know their audience. They know exactly who they're trying to attract in that store. And it's really people from our age group. Uh, and that's because we grew up in the time era of the, you know, Disney afternoon. And that, that is really, I feel like, a lot of the merchandise and characters that they are kind of catering to is from that time period. And along with that, they're also throwing in movies that were from that time period. So of course you've, you've now completely encapsulated me because you, now you've got me from my Disney channel days and the movies that were, that were, I was seeing in the movie theater during my Disney channel days. So you've basically now pulled me in from both different directions. And that's what is always in that store. And that's why I literally could walk away with every item in that store uh, because it's just, it all basically speaks to our time period 
of when we were at Disney World as children? My my choice is going to be Aleo, uh, Jose Andreas's uh, tapas forward Spanish themed restaurant. Uh, last time we went here, we spent too much. Well, not too much because I think it was a good value. We spent a lot and did their ultimate like chef's tasting, which was five courses of I think we had about twenty seven different tapas, and it was about a hundred dollars a person. Well, well worth it for what I think we the got. Price now it's a little bit higher than that. If you do this, it's only been a couple years, but yeah. But but it was so amazing. The uh, even our daughter sat there patiently for like three hours while we ate because she clearly didn't eat anything. And you don't have to do that. They have you know a la carte, a la carte tapas. They have smaller tasting menus. They have paella. Um, so you have you don't have to do this kind of thing, but. This was a great tasting of uh, vegetarian-friendly dishes, meat dishes, sweet dishes, olives. Like, there was just so many things. It's hard to describe it unless you do it, to be honest. And, you know, I think even people who aren't really interested in tapas or small plates would still love this restaurant. And my brother, who's not a kind of adventurous eater at all, once we were sitting somewhere and he asked me what... He asked me what Naoli was once at a restaurant, and he sat down and he loved everything he loved here. This restaurant. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember also we had one of the really interesting, cool tables. They basically converted a foosball table into a table, so that was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's it's a, a thematically it's a beautiful restaurant. It's a contemporary. It definitely has certain kinds of Latin charm. But I, I wouldn't say it's like overly Latin themed. It has like, you know, interesting angles, interesting colors and things. And then the menu is a wide variety of different kinds of Latin influences. But I wouldn't say that it is like, I wouldn't say that it is overly a Latin based menu. It definitely is influenced and it's very um, contemporary for the style of the food. And the bites are perfectly sized, in my opinion. Like, if you're going to have 20-some-odd items, I mean, I mean, it's not, they're perfectly sized bites. <laughs> you don't have to spend 100 bucks per person, but it's not going to be a cheap meal by any stretch of the imagination. Unless you just want to go in and have one or two tapas, then you're going to get out okay. Uh, there is an attached, uh, like, to-go place. I think it's Pepe? Yes, Pepe. Uh, is kind of his to-go place it's it's located right next door so if you want to just try some of this food or related food without having to sit down and pay these prices that's part of the option too so that's another one of those another reasons i love this restaurant that gives you these wide variety of options and it's going to have food for adventurous eaters and for people who are not uh rachel why don't you uh take it from here with your next option Sure. Uh, so my next option should not really be a surprise to anybody because it's probably the most popular uh, restaurant at Disney Springs, uh, which is Homecoming. Uh, Chef Art Smith's restaurant, Homecoming, when it first opened at Disney Springs, I, I don't think anybody really knew what they were in for. 
because it really has taken off and it has it is so popular. Now, generally speaking, you still can get reservations pretty easily there. I've never I've not personally experienced any challenge with getting a reservation. And uh, I, I appreciate that for sure. Uh, because homecoming really is such such a great menu. Um, obviously, for those who are familiar, it, it is basically a a Southern style menu, um, and it, Chef Art Smith is, of course, the uh, the creator of Homecoming. Uh, historically, if you're familiar with him, he was originally, I think, Oprah's uh, personal chef, and then he eventually left, and then. Uh, started to open up his own restaurant businesses and homecoming is one of those businesses. And it really is a true Southern restaurant of delights. Uh, they have of course some like iconic food now that people really kind of, um, yeah, I, I think, equate to that restaurant. Like I think one of them is like, he does like this fried chicken and donuts dish. Um, he also does like too. Uh, huh? Yeah, the the die high chicken biscuits or whatever yep, it is. Yep, chicken biscuits. Yep, he does those chicken biscuit sandwiches. He also does um, like church lady deviled eggs. So it's yes. there's definitely quite a few menu items for, that have basically become truly iconic parts to that restaurant that people just go to eat there over and over again. Um, we've eaten there a couple of times. Um, and I, I absolutely like, I dream about it. That's how much I, 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 I still love that restaurant. I, I would go eat there every time I'm down there for sure. Yeah, um, I the, do, I think. I think we have. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the well, Rachel, you're, you're missing one of the more iconic Oh, parts. I know. I, I haven't gotten there yet. Don't, oh. don't, don't, don't count your chickens, girl. Um, <laughs> um, and of course, like they have an amazing brunch. Uh, which uh, I absolutely love. I would eat brunch there every single time, I swear. Um, but the best part about Homecoming, besides the actual restaurant and getting to sit down and eat, is actually their bar. Uh, I think It's basically called the Shine Bar. And uh, this particular restaurant is well known for their moonshine cocktails. Um, moonshine, of course, is a very popular southern liquor for those who are not 100% familiar Um and white it, whiskey. It, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a white whiskey, basically. It's not yes. aged whiskey. Yes, exactly. It's a it's a white whiskey. Uh, and you oftentimes you will see moonshine now designed in different flavors. Uh, that's kind of one of the, I guess, joys of that particular that particular type of liquor is that it is very easy to blend flavors with it. So then they kind of make these infused moonshines. And uh, probably one of the more popular cocktails is their uh, sweet tea moonshine uh, cocktail, and you can basically, you know, get that on tap there. They have, they have a, a number of drinks on tap. I know, right? They they have probably at least four or five different moonshine cocktails that they keep on tap. And what's so delightful about the Shine Bar is that you can basically get a sipper bottle of moonshine cocktail and you can wander about Disney Springs drinking it. Like, I mean, it's like new Orleans level. Come on. Yeah, that it, is it, new Orleans level. <laughs> like, it's just, like 
I mean, and what's I, I I have gotten that large cocktail two times, and neither time have I ever been able to finish it. Oh, same, so, same. So I I do say you must share. <laughs> that is a shareable beverage, um, and I do love my uh, my sipper bottles. Of course, I've used I, I use both of them, and they and you can also bring it back to the restaurant, and they will give you a refill. Uh, in your sipper bottle at a cheaper price than what if than if you had just bought the drink, you know, sold into a glass. So yeah, my homecoming ther- uh, my homecoming um, sipper bottle is my most used sipper bottle. I I mean, it actually just has its own spot that it lives on on my counter, so that mm-hmm. way it I know where it is at all times, so it's available when I need it. <laughs> and we actually have decided we've gone there so many times lately. We were specifically avoiding it this trip but they just added a couple of menu items where we're all like do we have to reconsider this because they added a in just the last like week or two they added baby back ribs to the menu which uh they added a nashville hot chicken sandwich to the menu of course they did and <laughs> we're definitely going for this even if we don't eat there they t- took their famous hummingbird cake and made it a cocktail with a hummingbird cake pop as a topper. Oh. That is a definite for me. It's banana and vanilla and blueberry. That, it just sounds absolutely perfect. And that's something. It, to, to say it in Rachel's words, it sounds delightful. <laughs> and it's, it's speaking my Disney love language. Is really it really sure is. And one of the things about the bar, you could eat at the tables, you could eat at the bar. I've gone on solo trips where I've gone down for like a work trip to go and tour resorts and things. Where at the end of the night, I just went to Springs, sat down, ate at the bar, made some friends, and sat there all night until it was time to go back to the hotel. It's it's a it's a good atmosphere for that too, because you get a great mix of the locals really love this place as much as the tourists. I, I've definitely at least once uh, gone to the Shine Bar and just had a sipper bottle filled up of the Blue Moon. The Blue Moon Moonshine Cocktail. And uh, basically wandered about Disney Springs until I finished that cocktail. I don't even think I stopped at any other bars because I I, I basically was still drinking that thing all night long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last time I, I went there and got oh. the Moonshine Cocktails, I filled my thermos, left, came back, filled it again. And that was a very long night for Laurel. <laughs> so. just, it, it's um, that they're they're very strong, but what's so unique about the Shine Bar is that it's not like you can just go get moonshine anywhere. So yeah. it it is obviously they're tapping into a yeah they're tapping into a resource that clearly um they they that they are have made kind of an exclusive uh experience, and I think that's why Homecoming is a place that many people go to over and over again. Because nobody else really does what what Art Smith is doing at that restaurant. I agree. It, it, I, I totally agree. And it's upscale. It's it's upscale. Uh, southern yes. delicacies. You know, I mean, to to quote their own phrase, "upscale down south." <laughs> so, it, it, but yes, absolutely. That's why it is a must do at Disney Springs. You know what I also love about this restaurant: the interior design. Um, it has a very warm, inviting feel, but I love their chairs. Their chairs, well, first of all, the, the, the fabric that they use is super cute and pretty. 
but they're plushy, comfy chairs. They're not like hard wooden chairs. Um, oh, I love, I just, it just feels like you're at your mama's, you know, your grandmama's dinner table. You like know? The, the chairs are inviting and they basically make you feel like you don't want to leave the restaurant. Yes. Like I'm going to have a second round of moonshine cocktails, uh, please. Yes. All right, I'm getting hungry, so let's move on to a place that's not one of the ones I still dream about when I'm not there. Oh, is it Rachel's turn? No, that was Rachel. Oh, wait, that's right. It's my turn. <laughs> All right, next one for me is going to be Splitsville. Okay, I realize this isn't necessarily everybody's cup of jam, tea, whatever, but I will say this. I love Splitsville for several reasons. I think the prices are very reasonable for what you're getting. I think the menu has a wide variety of things that the majority of people in your family will enjoy. I love the theming. It has like that, you know, prime time 50s kind of feel. It's It feels like a bowling alley, which it is. And I love bowling alleys. Uh, my daughter loves bowling. I, I mean, it's got the Disney theming with the bowling. For me, it's kind of a slam dunk. I feel like I'm getting a good value. I'm getting good food. There's usually plenty of places to sit. If I want to go and bowl, we can go and bowl with some Disney bowling balls. I mean, it's just good fun for me. <laughs> well, and what's nice about that particular restaurant and uh, bowling alley, and you know, they, I believe they have an arcade as well. Um but what's really nice about that place is it's you really don't have to make a reservation very far in advance, if at all. In fact, if I recall, I feel like I went there one evening and just went and got a lane because they you know had lanes available, and I just bowled and ordered food and drinks there uh, while bowling because but but I didn't actually make a reservation in advance for that, um, and they they just have so much space available. So it, it's, it, you know, yeah, it's it, huge. It's accessible. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and the menu when we yeah. ate there, when we ate there last year, I actually was pleasantly surprised by the menu. And it's consistent. Um, it's and consistently a, good. That, that felt like a stripped down menu from the last couple of times. We've well, it's like there. A, a pandemic supply but, chain menu, like, but you know, yeah, I think we had like sushi and nachos at the bar one, one time when we went. Yeah, and um, their cocktails are nothing to scoff at. I mean, they're large. They bring you decent sized pours. I mean, you know, like if you want to be able to have reasonably priced drinks, this is one of the more reasonably priced cocktail bars. So, and I've had some delicious drinks there that are unique and special, and that sort of fit within the same theming. You know, of like your loungy, you know. Uh, 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 mid-century modern kind of style place. You know, I I've always enjoyed it. Agreed. All right. Well, my next one is going to be a shop and I'm going to choose the Marketplace Co-op, uh, which is a somewhat rotating thing of Disney-themed stores. A lot of them are going to be the same. You've got your kind of Walt Disney World classics, like history focus section up front, which is, I think, 28 in Maine. They might have changed the names. They have the Cherry Tree Lane dress shop in the back. They had the Wonderground Gallery. I'm not sure if that's still there. They have, like, a home goods section. Then they have, it's like really a, its own a store next door, the Trendy. Yeah, there's a tech section. With a pet section. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool, unique 
Disney themed things here, you're not going to find at a lot of other places because some of the clothing is a little more high end. These dresses are $150, $200, a lot of them. The men's stuff tends to be more retro, which is the kind of stuff I like. And the selection is going to vary from time to time. Like the 50th and 100th, they're going to have stuff themed for that. The art is unique that they have. The home goods are kind of cool. You're just going to find stuff here you don't find anywhere else. And it is 100% Disney-themed. If you want to build your own magnets for your fridge or if you're going on a Disney cruise. Oh, like personalized. They also do like personalized. Personalized phone stuff. cases, you uh, magic bands, all of that stuff is here. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's, I mean, and it, and like Ron said, it's, it, it's rotating. So like every time you go in, it's new. It's different. It's something that you have. There's going to be stuff you haven't seen before. Even the stores that stay there, like, go through a rotating inventory fairly quicker than a lot of the standard Disney uh, merchandise, which might be around for a year. A lot of this is going to be around. And when it's gone, it's gone. You're not going to find it anywhere else. True. Rachel, you got your last one. What's your last one? What's your last must do? My last must do. Okay. This is, uh, to me, this is not the kind of place that I think everybody would love going to, but it definitely meets my aesthetic and taste palette, uh, which is uh, Morimoto's. And Morimoto Asia, to me, is just one of the more interesting places to eat at Disney Springs. Um, just because the menu is, is so delicate, but also very themed. It's very, it's also very, um, it ten, it also has like multiple Asian culture yeah, items on the menu. So you're not, we're not talking like, it's not like, a, you know, a Japanese restaurant where there is a very, a very interesting variety of different Asian style cuisine items. Um, but I think what is so interesting is that this, this restaurant is just so beautiful. Um, there is beautiful cascading style um, chandeliers they have such a beautiful staircase to go up to get up to the second floor. There, um, the last time we went there, we got to sit in one of their little balcony seating spaces where you had to you went in. It was almost like going in, into like an opera house. Like you literally were going into this little balcony space with little door entrance doorways, and. Your table is right there near the glass uh, that to look downward onto the bottom floor level. And it's just so beautiful. Such a beautiful restaurant. Um, previous to that, uh, I went in there without a reservation and I actually ate at the bar over by the sushi bar. And um, like my husband and I just sat there and we were just enamored by watching the chefs create these humongous sushi bowls where they were just doing these huge designs of bowls that people had ordered. Can I, of course I kept thinking to myself, why didn't I order those? Like I, I, I just had like ordered a bunch of like small plates and a bunch uh, like maybe like one or two cocktails. Um, but I clearly had missed the mark on the fact that they really make these um, just exquisite 
like sushi creative experiences there. I mean, I was just really blown away on how artistic it was. But that's what I think is so interesting about this restaurant is that it really is in a unique uh, Asian experience restaurant. And of course, you know, it's Morimoto. So it is going to be a, a very authentic and an also very, um, a very luxurious experience. Uh, but also very flavorful, just super flavorful. What's also nice about Marmota Asia is that they have their street food, uh, like restaurant right next to it as well. So if you don't want to have that, that sit down, that full like sit down experience, you can do takeout street food of, of some of their, uh, more basic items. And that food is also delicious. So. That's for me, like again, a must do at Disney Springs would be Morimoto Asia. It, 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 it can sometimes be a little challenging to get reservations for there. So you do definitely want to make sure you book ahead. I think that one is on open table as well that we discussed yes. earlier. Yeah. Yes. And I remember the last time I was there, I got the most delicious, most gorgeous cocktail. This is mm-hmm. another thing about this restaurant. Uh, I have watched, I sat at the bar multiple times because sometimes it can be hard to get a table. And I have watched the most beautiful cocktails being made. It's just visually a cocktail like feast that you're watching that's happening. Because they look different, you know. It's it's almost like being in the Edison and watching them make their cocktails because it's like a total craft cocktail kind of experience. It's very similar there. Um, with the with everything's like you know Asian themed. I'm pretty sure I don't I don't even remember what my cocktail was, but I remember it was purple mm, yeah. and it had like a beautiful pink pink flower in it. Oh, it was just a, it was. Oh, and just, I loved it. They have a great <laughs> Japanese whiskey selection. Yes, we I remember um, we got some nice Japanese whiskey. And we we both mentioned this now. I think this is something we alluded to, but we should mention that one of our biggest recommendations not for any one place. But if you have the ability, you don't have little kids, because we used to do this, but we can't really do it now because we both have, you know, toddler age kids, is bar hop. Go get a drink at one bar, get an appetizer or two, and then move along. Just do a traveling meal like that. And there are just so many good restaurants at Disney Springs. Yeah. That's the way we did it for years. And you can, a lot of places will serve you the full meal at the bar. I've done that definitely at uh, Homecoming. Yeah, but if you do this at three places, like you've had a meal, an uh, appetizer, an entree, a dessert. We, we've gotten <laughs> entrees at uh, Boathouse as well. Like you could get these things at the bar without the reservation sometimes. And if, But it's also great if you just want a cocktail or two and an appetizer or two. Uh, it's just a great way to move along, and Morimoto is great for that. I recommend the spare ribs. There are some of the best ribs I've ever had, but you can get those out at the street food too. Uh, so my turn, my last one is going to be my absolute favorite restaurant. It is Raglan Road. Okay, so there are a lot of reasons why this is my favorite restaurant. Um, well, first of all, the food's amazing. It's always consistent, always good. Okay, you can't really go wrong with like bangers and mash and meat pies and, you know, Fish and chips, like everyone's gonna love it. Bulky duo appetizer we got that first time we went, it was just huge. Yeah, there's 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 and there's like a good amount of food that you get too. Like, let's be honest. Um, I I have 
I have personal have a I personally have an affinity for Irish and you know British style pubs. I love and pubs. As we've said, we live in the Boston area. Like, yeah, like there I, are more love pubs here pub. than probably in Ireland. Yeah, we've been to most of them. And I, this is... I've been to some pretty good pubs in my day, and I'm not saying that this is like the most authentic Irish pub. But what I am saying is that it provides so many things to you as the guest you're getting great food great service at good value and there is most of the time during it the evenings and on the weekends live entertainment so you know either it's in dancing or it's with music this is not a quiet bar this is a noisier bar so you know if you're looking for something quiet I certainly wouldn't pick this particular place but um in any case, we always have a blast and a great time. I mean, I've gone probably way more times than I can count. Our daughter always enjoys it there as well because she likes French fries and there's always going to be fries. And we did the brunch. Yes, we did the brunch trip. this last trip for the first time. Loved it. But I will say the live entertainment doesn't start till like 11. We had an early brunch because we had other things to do that day. If we had known, we probably would have scheduled a little later and... You know. Cut our time walking around Springs down. Next time. Or done that first. <laughs> but so if you are doing the brunch, be be wary of that. But it was great. The Irish breakfast was fantastic. That's yep. what we both really We went were... there for the Irish breakfast. <laughs> so but yeah, um definitely a must do if you want something special. They also have a uh like a fast uh food, you know, quick cooks, service, cooks of Dublin. a cooks of Dublin section next to them. Um, you can get like fish and chips and there's like a pork sandwich and things like that. Um, there's also a store where they sell merchandise inside, which is uh, super cool. So definitely on a must do. Yeah. You might, it might seem like standard pub food and whatever, but I think it's a little better than most of your average local pubs and you're going to get the entertainment with it almost all the time. The river dance style or the Irish folk music, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun time. Uh, and it's, I think, on the easier side of reservations to get as well. Yeah, for sure. Rachel, do you remember eating there before? I've only eaten there once. Um, and I remember, uh, I remember being more enamored by the entertainment than the food. But not to say that the food wasn't good. The food was very good. Um, it is very heavy food because, of course, it's it's Irish bar food uh, or Irish and British pub bar food. And it was delicious. Uh, but the entertainment really is the reason to go there for me, it, Like especially if you're lucky enough to get to see the entertainment there. It, it's so much fun, like frolicking fun, <laughs> just just. I mean, frolicking good time, sir. Frolicking good time, uh, and it's unlike uh, most of the other entertainment there at Disney Springs. Uh, there is a lot of out- outdoor entertainment that occurs at the little outdoor arena there. Um, that that oftentimes you'll see whenever you're walking into Disney Springs, and of course in the evening times. But but that doesn't usually include Irish step dancers. <laughs> So no, there's definitely entertainment everywhere, but this is unique and consistent. Yes, which you don't always get with a lot of the other entertainment boathouse. Okay. Uh, both of their piano uh, pianists, I think, are really good. Uh, you have a DJ over at STK, but yeah, uh, you have some interesting almost. Dublin. 
Even with the Cooks of Dublin, they oftentimes have Irish singers there. Yeah, the, the outside. In the outdoor seating yeah. section. It, it's, just, it's just a very unique restaurant there. And they they know what they do well. And that is entertaining you and bearing you and, and sausaging you. So we're going to give you your sausage and your beer and your entertainment. And we're going to do it well. So they, they do everything very well. Well, I think it's good we wrap this up with dessert with my final pick. This one's a, almost nostalgia for me, and it's not a unique to Disney Springs. We've had a few of them, like Uniqlo, and, but this is the Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory. Um, their shakes, no matter all these other fancy places, there's nothing like their chocolate shake. I just always remember we would go there a lot in college, uh, when I was working there, and I just remember one of my friends turning to getting the shake for the first time, taking a sip, turning to her boyfriend and going, "I don't need you anymore." <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good ice cream. It's good ice cream, <laughs> and they have a little store to, that sells like the chocolate squares. They used to, and I think occasionally may still give out a sample. Yeah, when I don't you come know in, they it's do. not as consistent. Yeah, if yes. they even do it. But you get you could get shop the whole Ghirardelli catalog there. Uh, you could get your shakes. Then they have you get the shakes both at the store. And that's a hint we learned this time. If the line for the actual ice cream shop is long, go into the store. You could order some of the limited items like the shakes to go from there. Um, but they have you know like your challenge levels, like eight scoops of ice cream, the big one. Um, all of their ice cream is great. All of their chocolate is great. Is it the most unique? No, but it's to me, it's, it's very nostalgic, yeah, nostalgic and delicious. something I, you know, always loved uh, when I worked there and I still go to all the time. Our dad loved the Ghirardelli's ice cream shop when we were kids and we would do a Disney Springs, you know, day or afternoon, whatever we were doing. Our dad always splurged and would take us to the Ghirardelli and he'd get a bag of the Ghirardelli candies to take back to the room. And we would, you know, obviously have those for the rest of the trip. And he would splurge and get us the Ghirardelli ice cream, which was like, you know, more expensive ice cream. And, uh, like dad, Oh, he just loved it, and 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 the the flavors of the ice cream are rich and creamy. They're just but the quality is standard is good. flavors. It's not salt and straw where you're going to get bug yes. flavored ice cream. True, true. Um, but the quality is there. It's always delicious. Everybody's going to enjoy it. It's it's good stuff. You know, you can't go wrong with that. I agree. It, it is definitely a nostalgia point for sure. Uh, and obviously, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Consistent. You really, you can't go wrong with consistency and deliciousness. Sometimes so, consistent can be hard to come by at Disney, you know? <laughs> yeah. So when you find something that there is a nostalgic feeling and you know it's good and it's always good and it's always a good, a decent value, then, you know, you kind of you kind of cling to it. That's the Disney way. <laughs> so. Well. I think that's going to wrap it up. I mean, there's probably a dozen more restaurants we could talk about that we would have no problem saying, yeah, that's where we're going to eat tonight. But we're, we're, we're cutting it to five each tonight. We'll probably come back and revisit this again. Uh, 
uh, we didn't even touch on any of the entertainment. There's rides, there's shows, there's concert halls, movie theaters. There's so much to do at Springs. Uh, you're never going to see it all on a trip. I mean, yes, it's an eight. Like, they do big kind of premiere things when it's the, like they have stuff out for whenever it's a Disney movie showing there. Uh, check the House of Blues concert venue when you're down there. You might, band you love might be playing that night. You might be able to get tickets. I've seen everything from local bands to Pearl Jam play there. So you've got so much to do. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Mouse Birds. If uh, you want any help planning your Disney Universal or cruise vacations, contact our travel agent sponsor, TTA Vacations uh, at gmail.com and someone from Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations, which will be one of us, will help you plan your trip. Uh, so on behalf of my co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel, have a good night. Have a good night. See you real soon.